morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to today's episode of Musings with Jesus. My name is Shola. I am your host. Thank you for joining me. I hope you're well. I hope all is good with you in your world. I hope everything is fine with you. You know, I had a conversation with a colleague um, some days ago. And email conversation with a colleague in seminaries in Bible school. And I mentioned the testimony of what the Lord has done for us in my family, you know, um, last, um, like 11 months ago in February 2022, when a situation and a condition that we had been dealing with was just miraculously dealt with. It was a massive deliverance, physical health, psychological, in fact, it was just a deliverance. Till today, I'm still in a daze about it because I'm like, wow, this really happened. And I wish there was somewhere you could go, a log a, that you to go and document these things, just to put it on record. And you know his reaction. He sent me back an email saying, Shall I had chills reading your email? This is incredible. You know, and his words just made me like reading his reaction to my recounting what really happened. I mean, the person that it happened to, if I was to call him to tell you what, I mean, I was like, this really did happen. This And it's not even something that happened to someone else. This happened in my life. I was here. I was, I was part of the story. He was like, this is incredible. He was like, I'm so happy for you. What happened to, you know, your family, you know. And I just realized, I said, you know what? And why it's, it's significant is, is that so it now made me realize that actually this happened like 11 months ago so i realized that it's important that i should perhaps be more intentional about sharing this to people because now unlike then when it happened we were you know you're almost not sure whether because it was that kind of condition that you they've already told you that it's very likely this is going to be the way it's going to be nobody even really knows because nobody even knows where it came from how it came about all the candles just manage the symptoms so there was no guidance as to in fact nobody talked of a cure that was in fact nobody was even talking about a cure they were just like okay how you know it was really just about saving the life at this point in time so there was no i mean we couldn't even say you know in three months in six months it was there was not no prognosis so literally but you know through it all and it was in 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 the all of that was going on when i when the lord led me to start the podcast now i realize that starting the podcast was a spiritual intervention for me, a psychological intervention for me. God knew that I needed something that would get me into the Bible every day, that would get me talking about God and allowing the Holy Spirit to just speak through me. And I needed it needed to be a spoken word because when you read the Bible, like me, most of the time I read the Bible silently, I don't speak it out. Whereas I have seen, and I've mentioned this on the podcast several times, that there is power in speaking the word of God. I don't know why it is that way. But then when I look at it, when God really wants to do something, he doesn't write it down, even though he writes it down, but he speaks it. Then he will tell people to write down what he has spoken. So the power of the word of God is in it's being spoken. The written form of it is so that the spoken word can be transmitted to people because once he has spoken it you can't see it now it's, it's invisible it's intangible but so he will get someone to write it down into the records that we then have as bibles but he expects that when the people who are reading that written word he expects that they should in turn speak it out 
so because the power is in the speaking i can't explain it the reading is important yes because but i'm telling you take it from me <laughs> the power is in the speaking there's just something about it so he knew that but when i read the bible i tend not to speak it out the only time when i actually cons- consciously speak out the bible is if i'm trying to memorize a verse or i'm reading the book of psalms or something which i also find very powerful so maybe maybe the reason why i find the psalms powerful is because that's the only time i actually speak the scriptures when i read them and that's an interesting thought really because i actually have a recording a, a podcast called an episode called seven psalms where i talked a lot about the power of the seven psalms and maybe perhaps it was just the power of the fact that i'm encouraging people to read it out loud anyways so that's that so i have observed that and um so you know it was really yeah so the, the lord got me back into the into the podcast just to get my to in fact just to to keep me let's just put it that way and to save me and so that was that so we went on and all i was going back into the bible god was showing me things he was comforting me with his word but all of that drama was still raging on but god was helping us at some point too i started you know ministering the word of god also to the person that was also affected you know it wasn't really and you know so it just became our reality for a very long time there was a lot that was still going on at that time i started my uh, my firm my business i was doing it as much as i could but it was it was tough it was tough i think 2020 was the worst of it 2021 was just as bad but a little bit better but in 2022 through a series of events which i now realize that were all connected at the time i didn't know they were connected but my going to seminary my starting a particular course my doing the spiritual disciplines exercise the things that the lord was also speaking to the person that was directly involved and impacted in all of this everything just came together and one particular day i was talking to the holy spirit i rededicated my life to him i committed to answering the call of god upon my life which i knew was existing but i'd always avoided and somehow the following morning the miracle had happened we all woke up and found out that the lord had visited us and had removed the source of the torment now I, there's no way I can tell you the significance of what happened. All I can say is, just like the blind man who said, I was blind, yet I see. Imagine living every waking moment with something that is tormenting you. Mentally, emotionally, psychologically. You sleep and you wake up one morning and that thing is gone. And that thing had been there day in, day out for three years. All that has changed was that you heard the word of God that says, I am coming to deliver you. I will deliver you. And then it goes miraculously. How many, several months, almost in fact a year ago now, year afterwards, it's still there. This person's life was more or less on hold for those three years. All the things that couldn't be done in those three years, everything that was put on hold, we are now beginning to reset and restart again. And I mean education, so many things, life skills, so many things. So, for me, I don't want to so much focus on that. There are three, a lot of things that I can think of. I'm grateful to God because He showed up. I'm grateful. I'm so grateful to God because He showed up. I'm also grateful to God that He showed up even before He showed up. You know what I mean? I'm grateful to God that He intervened 
immediately, even before the physical manifestation came. Because what he did from the beginning was he came in and held us and started leading us. So even though we were still in the midst of the fire, the fire was still raging and we were still feeling the heat. He didn't allow it to burn us and consume us into ashes. But he came in. He was the first man in the fire. I cannot say that I was in the fire and God was not there with me. He was the fourth man in the fire. And this is talking back to the um, imagery of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who were thrown into the fire by the, by Nebu, uh, the king of Babylon. Jesus was there with us. But, you know, sometimes, he, you know, we would feel he would comfort us. We're not too sure, you know, you, you, you just, you know, when you are believing without knowing why you are believing or you are, you, you just, you're just holding on. It's almost like when someone is in a shipwreck and a, a piece of driftwood comes out, you hold on to that driftwood. You don't know if that driftwood can save you, but that is the only hope that you have. So you are hanging on for their life, hoping that, okay, I, you know, at least I'm, I'm, I'm not completely submerged. But you know that you cannot hang on that driftwood forever. You don't even know. But, well, the driftwood is here. I will hang on it. At least it's preventing me from going under for the now. And that's how we were doing. But eventually God took us to shore. So for me, I just realized that perhaps I need to be a bit more intentional about telling this testimony. now. And I realized that our lives should be, or my life from now on should be con- constantly looking for opportunities to testify of what the Lord has done in my life. I think before now, I had that kind of feeling of when God does something, you testify and then that's it. Let everybody know the big testimony. But I'm realizing that now, this is going to be a part of my story. And at every opportunity that I have to share this, I will share it. Both privately, maybe even there may be an opportunity publicly. But it, it, it's important. And I think I would also talk to the one who was directly impacted, so that he also seizes the opportunity to say this is what God has. And I want him to also be, to understand that it was really God that did it for him. And I think that's what I, that's the learning that I'm getting from this now. So that if ever he's ever told and he ever has to say this, he can recount it properly and say it was a miraculous healing. It had nothing to do with medication because in fact the medication wasn't working. Or rather, let's just say the medication was limited in what it could do. So it couldn't stop the symptoms. It could just stop it from getting out of hand. But even that point, that borderline limit was almost like, almost, get, you know, it, it was just, in fact, it was very tenuous. So at some point, it would almost look like it would get out of hand, even with the medication. So it was just barely, barely. But there was a lot that just needed to be done just to keep things normal to a very large extent. It was... It was an experience and it went on for years. But God just, it went away. So I think the, the thing I want to say here is that anyone that says to you that miracles do not happen, first of all, the person is talking within the limit of the person's experience. So in other, for instance, if, and it's very possible, there are five um, billions of people on the earth. So if, for instance, I tell someone um, there is no girl that, there is no girl that is up to six foot tall. What I'm in effect saying is I have never seen a girl that is up to six feet tall. It doesn't mean that there are no women on earth, no females on earth that are much more than six feet. In fact, they are seven feet tall. So when somebody says there is no miracle or this whole Jesus healing thing is just in people's minds, don't get. There's no point getting angry with them because they are talking based on the limitations of their own experience. But for those of us, for people who have experienced it, you can't even come and tell me. Or even if you do, keep as in. Do you understand? Because I lived it. I lived the life. 
of before Jesus intervened and after he intervened. I lived it. I lived it. So I this is just going to be I mean I I there's nothing I have no nothing to share other than that this morning because I am just in awe of what God has done and I'm grateful that he allowed me to share the testimony with that brother in Christ because his re- his reaction made me realize that yes this this is this is really a big deal it is really a big deal and I knew that it was a big deal but from someone just seeing the impact that the words had on someone who was just reading a tiny snippet a tiny snippet because really how, how can I co- um, condense three years of torment into three 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 lines um, or six sentences on an email but he, he received it he said that's incredible and I knew that it was it, it was it, you know it, it was he was enriched by hearing that so I'm sharing this also and it's not just to say that okay if therefore we're having any problems in our life God is going to solve it all it's also not to say that I do not even have in fact I, I anticipate and I expect and I welcome challenges that I know now I know that this life there will be challenges ahead unlike before when I thought that life was a smooth and easy thing now I know that there will be problems there will be challenges heart-rending challenges but my question is that at the end of it with I mean in that challenge where will I be where will God be if God will be with me, and he has said this, he will be with us even until the end of the world. If God will be with me in that trial, then that's fine. Because I know that he will not allow me to be tempted above that which I am able to gather. And with every temptation, he will make a way of escape so that we can bear it. That is exactly what he did for us. That has always been a scripture that I, I used to hold so dear. I think after a while I lost track of it because I, I didn't have any challenges again that were more than me to bear. But that is exactly what he did for us. He provided a way of escape and it was a marvelous way of escape. And we have taken it. We have seized it with both hands. And my prayer is that, Lord, in everything, may I never, ever, 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 ever find myself in a place or in a position where I forget who you are to me, where I forget what you've done for me, where I long for anything that is separate or that will separate me from you, or that I lose track of who you are in my life. I pray that that will never, ever be my portion. Thank you very much for listening. I will share the scripture that talks about the way of escape. I think I'll call this a way of escape because I think that's really what the Lord has done. He's provided a way of escape. So I think whatever it is that you may be going through in your life, it is a legitimate prayer to ask God for his own way of escape. And it varies, but he knows. That scripture that says God will not allow, I believe it. Some people will go through a whole different challenges more than others simply because of the thresholds that they have, you know. But God knows what you and I's threshold is. Honestly, for me, I would have felt that some of the things I also went through, I think I, I felt it was beyond my treasure. But God made a way of escape. So even before, like I said, the physical manifestation came, he brought help in terms of the podcast, in terms of leading me to the BibleProject.com, leading me to seminary, and then eventually the final way of escape. Also intervening, you know, bringing the Holy Spirit to begin to minister to the one who was directly impacted. There were several intervention points that he made before the final um, um, how would I say miracle happened. So what I see in all of this is that 
I have to learn how to keep Christ center at the center of my life because once he's at the center, it doesn't matter what's coming at me. He will sort it out. But the problem is when I now get focused on, oh, I don't want to lose this, oh, this thing is so important, or this person, or this life, or this whatever, you know, or this human being, or this relationship, or this person, you know, when I get caught in that, I take my attention off him and then I become even more vulnerable. But that by the time I hold on to him, he will sort it out because he sees and he knows what I need. And my life on earth is important to him because it's a, it's a part of his own. We're in partnership together. You know, I am his light on this earth. I am an extension of him. He went back to heaven to be with the father so that he could raise up the church and have the church do what he could have. He, he, would, he was doing, but in exponential proportion, he's invested in seeing me succeed. You know, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, he's invested. This is a, a, a partnership. It's a two-way partnership. So, you know, but I'm so grateful to God. I'm just so grateful. And I'm grateful that he allowed me to share this testimony with someone who then, by his own words, made me see how significant it was. Even though I knew, but helped me to see it from the eyes of someone else. And also to know that I needed to be more purposeful about sharing this. So thank you very much for being here. And I pray that the Lord himself will provide a way of escape for you in every situation that you may need him to according to his praise and his glory to in the name of jesus thank you